This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Star Wars, which I'll talk a little bit about at the end of the episode today. But um, we went to go see the new Star Wars movie. Legit 30 minutes of trailers before the movie. I timed it. 30 minutes. Wow. It was like a shit ton of trailers. Wow. Actually, like um, that. I'm not, not going to lie. I mean, I, I, I was, I dug it. I dug it. Um, <laughs> but I saw the new Mulan trailer for the first time on the big screen. Mm. And I almost cried again because there is something about seeing... Not only I wasn't going to cry just because it's nostalgic for me, because of mm-hmm. course it is. It's, you know, Disney is they know how to play on your nostalgia. They're right. selling your childhood back to you. It's so um, true. But so true. it was because I'm seeing a culture that is so underrepresented. Yeah. Like in this, like the most beautiful way, right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. on screen. And it made me feel like, oh, my God, how amazing that like right. people can actually, you know, people are going to be able to watch that and see themselves in it. And like, that's Mm. so beautiful. And you know, with everything that's going on in our country and the world right now, and I tend to get really like, what was me? Like, Oh my God, everything's falling apart. Everything's burning. (laughs) Chicken little, Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. That is something that I'm loving for the next generation. Like I'm Mm. loving that they get to grow up in a world where, people are standing up for them and saying that like your stories matter. You should be able to tell your own stories. Um, that's, that's incredible. And I'm, I'm stoked about that. Cause you know, we were mm-hmm. even talking about um, how a couple of years ago when the Harriet movie first got pitched. Oh God. Oh, right. That, that the, the, one of the people in the meeting proposed that Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts play Harriet Tubman. <laughs> Like, which is insane because they're like, Wait. oh, they don't know the story very well. Anyway, it's you don't fun. know this? you don't know this. I don't know this. That oh. is the wildest thing. So I've- the guy who wrote Harriet when he was pitching the idea, like, um, like fifteen years ago or something like that, initially uh, about Harriet Tubman and wanting to do a biopic, one of the execs in the room was like, you know what? Like, no one's gonna go see a movie about like a black woman. Can we make can her we, a white? Can savior? we get Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman? That's the kind of world we were living in wait, 15 years ago. Do you know wait, what I mean? Like, I know, right? Wait, what? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and of course, we're like, what the fuck? Like, that seems so insane. But that is how far people will take it. And far, as far as like, even when it's your story, turning around and making that story about someone wow. else, you know, uh, and I'm happy that we're we're moving further and further away from that, you know, and that people can grow up with something different. I, that's oh, gonna Jesus. that's gonna swirl around in my brain a For little bit. What good. is wrong with that person? That's weird, right? Like that is so. And bizarre. you know that other people in the room were probably like, "Hmm, we'll th- we'll marinate on it." Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, here's the thing. I think that is weird. I mean, that's obviously somebody who didn't grow up in Ohio because you and I, Christina, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but. In Ohio, that's such a pertinent part of Ohio history mm-hmm. is Harriet Tubman. So you know that story. Yeah. And you know it 
like inside and out the, right. the underground railroad you know how many people she saved and it is part of Ohio well, history I mean, so I think Harriet Tubman not- was but Harriet Tubman was one of what five black people that they bring up in Black History Month every year mm-hmm. like how uh, who was he trying to sell that to? Like, because I'm, I'm just too like old to have had Black History Month. I think as part of my like actual curriculum. curriculum. Mm-hmm. So I do think that probably people who are over the age of like 38 plus probably don't have that same amount of history if you're not from the states that are affected by it or the one to promote that story. And so maybe you don't know truly who Harriet Tubman is. And you were like, I can't make like this story character. <laughs> would still not it's think it's Julia Roberts. <laughs> it's so, so ridiculous. Even if you didn't know, it's you wild. Still like, I feel like you would know it's not Julia fucking Roberts. It's not. I, and she's a fucking treasure. No, absolutely. it's Bullock for sure. But <laughs> for fuck's sake, no. dude. I'm I'm blown away by this news. I really like you guys. Literally blew my mind. I had not heard that. That's fucking b- nuts. It's bananas. That is nuts. Oh. Wow. I just keep picturing scenes in the movie and it's like making me think of like the blind side or something I don't even know how they would have done it like I'm I'm seriously like I don't even know how they would have done it like what they would have had to completely restructure the entire story well it's not her story anymore yeah yeah yeah. now now you're just making making something up now you're just making shit up yeah (laughs) what's happening I oh man Oh my wow. God! You know oh, this guy too is like no, but you do know that this is a true story. <laughs> you know They're like yeah, 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 but 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 but, but, but Julia Roberts, but so. Julia Roberts. Would they have done Julia what Roberts. they did to fucking Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder just or 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 um, brown her up, Gina Angelina Jolie? Yeah, they just really, her, really tan in a mighty heart. Yes. Yeah, where oh. they're like you're biracial now, and everyone's like. Oh. there's actual biracial actors i I know this is gonna blow your mind it really is wow (laughs) there's pictures of harry (laughs) you're not gonna literally like the most opposite thing of julia (laughs) it really is it's so yeah two people could not look less alike really yeah you're not gonna be able to charlie's there on her into (laughs) no harriet tubman No. no no Oh, my oh. Lord. Ooh. Fucking this town is wild sometimes. I, I swear to God. This, I mean, I this feel whole like business I, and everything. I feel like it's just people. People with money are wild. You know, yeah. like oh, because yeah. it's yeah. like it, it's the same thing I was thinking about Theranos, too, where I'm just like, who is just throwing money at at this woman like uh, people who have lots of money i can't even imagine that kind of like where you we talked about the cats movie i'm just like who is just like several billion not billion several million dollars yeah, just like 95 million this thi- i just i don't understand i cannot comprehend having I mean, that kind of wealth i got ideas too if yeah. you're if you're rich and you want you want to finance some ideas come at me Got you know, ideas. Yeah, I got so ideas on ideas, many. stacks on stacks. Come on, <laughs> exactly. bring it on, dude. I will say that Karen Kilgariff's Elizabeth Holmes voice gives me life. It's perfect. It is fucking there funny. Knows. <laughs> One drop of blood. <laughs> <laughs> it makes my life. And then she's my talking. Spine got chills. 
she's talking about her having a podcast and i'm like oh, oh. my god can you even imagine if she had her podcast i would her tune fucking in i would Theranos absolutely voice? tune in oh yeah. my god i'd have to well, listen all these rich guys just gave me money <laughs> you're like oh my oh. god i hate it stop it stop oh, it no. oh my gosh well i guess we should say no. that this is my worst date it I, is i'm christina i'm keegan i'm cassie hi hi, hi. hi. so Okay, so to go along with this being um, a New Year's episode, you guys definitely saw a, a lot of the um, 10-year challenge side-by-side photos. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, There is... I have such a pet peeve because more than one person on my Facebook like feed posted their side-by-sides like 10 years ago and now, mm-hmm. and they would say things like, oh, like, uh, not, not much has changed or whatever, mm-hmm. except for that their new photo is clearly like filtered. Yeah, oh, or like uh-huh. big like they have they have like a Snapchat filter mm-hmm. over the top. Especially Not much has changed. I just got dog ears. Yeah, yeah you're like, "Oh, there are those people that like I went to high school with where if you go through their profile pictures, mm-hmm. every single picture has that like mm-hmm. soft light filter mm-hmm. on it." No. Or like the like, you know, and I'm like, "No one your eyes Looks are not that like bright, this. bitch. Yeah. It's not a 10-year challenge. I can't see how you've changed if, like, you your current photo is just, like, completely... <laughs> also, to go back to the whole body image thing, please change. Don't look the same as you did 10 years ago. You shouldn't. Yes, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Your body is going to change. Your yes. face is going to change. How many... Uh, look at the fucking glow up on my girl crush, Jillian Anderson. Look at her 10-year challenge because Jillian Anderson from X-Files to the fall. Oh, yes. Holy. I see what you're saying. Yes. Damn. I was like, did she do a girl. Yeah. No, she looks she amazing. Looks amazing. Mm-hmm. She looks really better. Like, she she looks better. Like, yeah. She looks better with age. Like, yeah. honestly, like the things that age did where, yeah, her face changed. But it changed in like the best way. I know. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are like that. Yeah. Don't I feel be, like af- I've don't be afraid of for sure. Of aging. Yeah. Oh, I fucking I look better than yeah. ten years ago. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only gonna get better. Yeah. I could find wine. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Like yeah. A good Cabernet. I don't actually don't know anything about wine. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a good Cabernet. Yeah. Stick with that. That one was okay, good. Cool. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Do those yeah. age well. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know wine. I know this is a red. Uh, <laughs> this is a white. <laughs> oh, is that how you do it? Yeah. It, yeah. Like no one can see you, but you're swirling you're like, wines around. Mm, this is a fine red mm. wine. This one tastes can- red. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody posted on our Facebook about how Channing Tatum is on Raya now. Oh. That like Christina, dating app. Listen, you, you found Eric too soon is what I'm saying. And I, I'm I here for it. No, if I would be a good match for Channing I don't Tatum. know that I think he's that good looking. Hot take. Okay. Well, I'll take him. Yeah. There, I mean, I, I just I think feel... He's hot. I, he's funny. He is. I think he's, he's funny. I think he's funny. I think he would be fun to be friends with, but I just, I feel like, and I don't know him as a person, so apologies, Channing Tatum, if I'm way off base, but I just don't think that you and I would be compatible. Right on. At me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I feel like prove me wrong. I, I feel like hey, I, Channing, I could have been wrong. friends with him, but I feel like if we were in high school together, he would have been on the baseball team. Of course, he would have been like a, a jock. I don't think we would have 
he would yeah he'd be telling a lot of like fart jokes with his buddies and i i be friends for sure i don't think (laughs) i could date him although great dancer could win me over oh and i have to talk to you guys about this because i'm not digging it okay his ex-wife uh jenna Jenna. yeah Mm -hmm. she is hosting a new dating show called flirty dancing I hate it already. And it's like two people meet and then they have to dance together. Okay. Like that's the premise is like the first time you meet. See, this is what we're talking about. People like I Too have ideas. Time. I have Too ideas. Yeah, and someone money. gave them so much money to make this to make this show. We oh got a gosh. show here, guys. It seems awful. I just cannot see why or how. It's like they were like, you know what? Dating shows are successful. And Dancing with the Stars has been on for shows. like 50 fucking years. And now there's a million different dance shows. Yeah. And so they're like, how about we just put those hands together mm-hmm. and create Flirty Dancing, which isn't even a good title, by the way. Isn't that what birds do to mate? Is that yeah. what the fucking Wait, premise is? Is this kind of like their, their take on Dirty Dancing? Is that what I don't know, but from? I hate it. I hate it. Mm. No, it I, yeah, I'm not. Horrible. Jenna, you're better than this. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I'll you? be honest. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I I'll mean, be I kind curious. of out of curiosity want to watch. It. I, I kind of have the God same. I have the same curiosity to watch Flirty Dancing as I have to watch um, The Masked Singer. Where there's like this weird. No. I've never done it. I've never watched it. But there's this weird curiosity in the back of my head that's like maybe one episode. <laughs> we kind of want to know we've what's all up. Slowed down when we see. You know, oh, is that like drama? Is that you know? It's it's the, the whole thing. Yeah, like, it's like Paradise Island or whatever. Someone's yelling, Temptation "Fuck Island. outside!" I've got to like look. Yeah. I got to see Come what quick. this drama is. Yeah, listen nobody loves a good reality show more than me yeah we know truly i will not be watching this fucking <laughs> dumpster fire it sounds horrible and i have questions horrible. i have I questions it. are they trained dancers who are coming together and like impromptu like choreographing a piece <laughs> or is it like me doing the sprinkler like and what is coming it up in the shopping cart next to me yeah I, honestly Huh? I like that better. I, I like too. the idea better of it being like not I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna reel you in, right? Yeah, like with the fishing line, with the fishing line. I'm gonna do the like cleaning the ears move, <laughs> the rolling the dice, the rolling the dice move. Lots of dice, so, so many much dice. dice. Cleaning the ears reminded me of a, a thing that was trending on Twitter the other day, and it was like oh, everybody the fake was disappointed. <laughs> Everybody's disappointed in their shitty fake ass earpods, and the one person who put like two Q-tips bent <laughs> over. <laughs> I did. I saw that. I laughed so hard. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, someone's like, someone's like, my mom oh. got me soldier pods. <laughs> it was like joy pods. Yes. I was like, fuck <laughs> that. Sky pods. Oh, oh my, God. my God. Did you guys see the, someone, did you guys send this to me where someone was like, Bella Hadid is going retro and bringing oh, back wired me. headphones. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this bitch right she's here. appropriating broke culture. Broke culture. I'm like, bitch. I've been had wired headphones. Like, that's all I have. What's I wrong with you? Like, it's not retro. It's from three years ago. It's I know. Even. It's from, like, literally last year. It's oh, so my God. Calm down. Oh, my God. God rich people are wild. They're wild. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's our next podcast. Rich, rich people, people are wild. wild. Honestly, yeah. we could have a whole podcast just talking about the weird shit rich people do. It's, it's like true. so insane. Really how stupid is that? It's not in people when they're like celebrities. They're just like us. I'm like, no, they no, they're fucking not. aren't. They <laughs> no, really they're not. Aren't. They really are not. Paris they Hilton not. has a mansion for her chihuahuas that's air conditioned. I didn't have air conditioning in my apartment until I was like 25. <laughs> Fuck you. I didn't have the air conditioning in my car until I was at least 30 because I was like, that's gay. <laughs> that's, that's gonna eat up all my gas. They have their own terminal at the airport that they go to. Oh like my God. they have. You're not standing in line waiting for your lift okay, outside LAX like a goddamn chump, bitch. <laughs> Get out of okay, here. But see, that's that's pretty much anybody oh, with money can have God. that. That's, oh that's, yeah, it's rich it's people rich shit. People. Yeah. That's what I'm like saying. Celebrities, it's rich they're, people they're shit. Not it's like, like us. No, no, no. The, the uber them. wealthy are not like us. Mm-mm. They aren't guys. Mm-hmm. And and you probably won't become a billionaire, so stop clinging to that hope. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Not gonna stop voting for that hope. I know girl. you're voting for that Ooh. hope. You're like that could be me one day, and it I don't want my be. billions taken. And it's like it won't be. It, it won't, won't be, be. <laughs> you. <laughs> you settle down, Randall. Yeah, no one's yeah. coming for sir, it, sir. Sir, sir. <laughs> 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 no. I don't know. It's just the name that came to oh, mind like, when somebody is somebody is like, want, yeah. Randall, he, Randy. He goes by Randy. Randy. You no, know he does. Yeah, yeah. No, he definitely goes by Randall because he thinks he's fancier than. No, but you know what? It's Esquire. not the people who act fancy. It's like the people who like they think they're going to win the mega millions, right? And mm. like they think that they're oh, going to be that person. That's my retirement plan. That's <laughs> that not a lot that's of people's retirement not plan. Not a good retirement plan? No. Are you saying I should I'm saying like dump that idea stat. <laughs> All those dollars that you put into that car, Damn it. you need to put into a retirement fund. Oh, geez. My I suggestion would be an my, IRA. No. What about scratchers? <laughs> Should I switch to scratchers? Scratchers! I mean, I do have to say that uh, we have a friend who we ran into when we went to Vegas for Christmas because she goes to Vegas every year for Christmas. I love and it. And she Jealous. just won this year. She won $10,000. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Wait, but, 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 but. She's been going to Vegas for like seven years for Christmas. So, so what I said was, I'm like, she just paid herself back for like the like she all the years even. she's probably all the winning. years she's been going. Yeah. You know what I mean? She like, paid yeah. for all her trips right mm-hmm. there. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, but I was like, man, I can't imagine getting ten thousand dollars at once. Okay, I guys, would lose my shit. <laughs> is this the year we go back to Vegas for Christmas? I'd like 2020? to. I would love it. to. Yeah, I would yeah. love to. Let's That'd do it. Oh my gosh! I'm about to drive there now and celebrate New. How cool would it be to just drive into Vegas for like a day or two? to celebrate new year my grandparents do a new year's party every year because they are you can see the um fireworks from the strip from their house oh cool they have a really good view of grandma grandpa (laughs) we're on our way what's up what's up what's up what's up with that what's up with that well fuck mary kill who are we gonna fuck mary kill i feel like this is oh you know what we had people commenting in our group about um ideas i love people coming at us me me too okay and um, there were a few that they were talking about. They were talking about doing decades, which I think mm-hmm. could be funny. Mm-hmm. Fuck, Ooh. Mary kill decades. Is oh, is it, is it like the decades that we were born then? We, so 70s, I would do 80s, 80s, 90s. We could do that. Were, were you born in? I was born in 82. Oh, 90s. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we could do some of these 80s, 90s. Yeah, we, which I think is funny. Somebody I always like it when we do ones that aren't. Um, yeah, people. I actually really like this. Okay. Let's see Somebody deck. also mentioned the cookies. That someone we mentioned into. cookies and someone mentioned 2019 trends. We could fuck Mary Kill. Oh. I, I think I think let's start with decades because we're going into a brand okay. new decade. All right. All right. I like it. And seventies, eighties, nineties. Okay. Eighties, eighties hat. I Oof. mean the the hair. Lots let's of men in makeup. 80s. So many men. Well, in what, let's start in order. Let's start seventies. Okay. All right, okay. okay, go for it. Um, I've 
barely made it into the 80s or 70s. So I don't remember any of it. Yeah. Um, but I think you're talking hair. You're talking disco. I actually dig 70s hair. Me too. Oh, I dig it. Farrah, you know Farrah I do. Farrah Fawcett's mm-hmm. hair? I'm, Come on. I am straight up living my, my hair right now. My hashtag hair goals is late 70s, early 80s, like yep. Joan Jett. Amen. Kind of like. Shag. Feathered a little bit shag. See, yeah. I I yeah. like a I like a, a good away from shag. the face feather. You oh, know, yeah. Like I like I like that good yeah. front bang, yeah. curtain mm-hmm. bang situation. Yeah. I love it, which okay. I'm living for right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. I somebody mentioned. Oh, I think it was a friend of mine, Frankie, who like loves like old movies. He one of his favorite movies is Overboard. So oh, seventies makes me think of like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Goldie Russell. Hawn. Yeah, it was like hashtag relationship. I think goals that movie was technically the eighties, but but her hair was very her like hair seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Goldie is, yeah. But She's okay, so we've talked about pros, cons. Men's Disco. hair, men's hair. Oh, oh so much hair, chest, mustache. Oh, oh, I don't like it. Afros, yeah, and then mullets. Well, yeah. that kind the of afro the doesn't bother me, but the mullet. Not a fan of the mullet. Oh man. Long hippie hair. Mm, Early seventies, mm, seventies disco kind of music, so. disco and color scheme of like their seventies ha- oh, houses, orange. burnt orange and green. puke green. So much shag carpet. So much shag carpeting. Oh. Murder vans galore. So many murders. Murder. So many murders. Murders yeah. in the seventies and the eighties. Yeah. yeah, murder yeah. city. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, mm, yeah. We we'll get into to crime okay. <laughs> through the decades. Cause, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, okay, all right, so 70s, okay, 80s, well, you know, music-wise, we've got, like, that whole, like, new New wave, wave. Mm -hmm. yeah, which I'm- Punk? Love and punk. That was kind of 70s, too. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah, both. 70s into 80s. Bleed. Um, I will say 80s was, uh, I always think of Big Brothers in 80s movies with those fucking tiny shorts (laughs) and the cutoff and the headbands and the headbands. Yeah, it's not a good And there's also the American Psycho element to the 80s where it's like money was Reaganomics. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the economy was good. And so capitalism was in everyone wanted to have lots of money crack and do lots of cocaine so much cocaine everybody walking around with a brick phone Mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 Yeah. lots of neon too the 80s were a problematic time yeah dare I feel like the eighties were. Uh, I mean, like I literally already know what I'm going to do. I know. I kind of, kind of feel like I, I do too. Okay. Okay. So 90s. the nineties. Well, you got your version of the nineties, and I got my version of the nineties. There's sure. Yeah. I mean, because I, I li- my whole childhood was the nineties. I'm an sure. early nineties baby, so I that's my childhood uh, was the nineties. New kids on the block. Uh, see, I wasn't a new kids on the block person. I was a. I feel like that's eighties. No, it's ninety two. Oh, really? Yeah. New kids? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. 92. I I, I remember like I had a baby then. I feel like when New Kids came yeah, out. Yeah, because for me the 90s are less New Kids, more Backstreet yeah, Boys Backstreet, and Insync and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. It yeah. was like pop, you know, there and was that big boom. 90s yeah. pop and see, boom. And that's what I'm saying the differences between your yeah. 90s versus my 90s. I grew up kind of through the 90s as well. Well, I mean there's grunge of course happened in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Grunge was huge in the 90s. You've got Eddie Vedder, you've got, you know, fucking Nirvana. You've oh, got yeah. my mom was a big cranberries person. So oh, much cranberries yeah. in our house. Um, so uh, you've got a lot in the nineties. You've got the internet is born in the nineties. Al Gore, thank you. Yeah. So um yeah, yeah. I don't know. What are you guys gonna do? 
I am going to fuck the 70s because I want that <laughs> joy of sex it's shagadelic. dick. It's super shagadelic. So we're gonna hairy, though. So we're gonna much sm- carpeting. We're going to smoke a J. We're going to listen to Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> fuck on the shag carpet there you are we're gonna go to studio 54 yep. afterwards oh hell yeah so yeah. much glitter so much glitter um mm. i'm gonna wear those bell bottoms i am going I to i love bell bottoms not gonna lie mm-hmm. marry the 90s it is girl exactly. a cra- i mean the the number of changes that happened in that mm-hmm. decade alone mm-hmm. it yeah. like was fast paced yeah, and the fun 90s, and exciting and all little, over the place the 90s you're getting a little bit of everything yeah. right you get a little bit of a taste of everything it's not as insanely like tech centered as mm-hmm. the 2000s became you're not right. but you're getting a little bit of that exactly so like that's good you can live like live with a tiny bit of that yeah it's it's super fun the music great all that stuff and you can fucking kill the 80s i'm sorry Amen. yeah yeah Amen. i think kill we're gonna do the, the same thing 80s. Yeah. <laughs> 70s for sure I'm fucking because I mean like you said it all I mean it's shaggy you don't marry the 70s no no I mean you're not gonna marry it's not gonna take you seriously enough no anyway no no exactly and and you know what it's gonna be like days confused my only goal is to lay down on a bed and zip my pants up with a plier yes pair of pliers and that's that's what I'm looking for about in the 70s I'm Mm -hmm. looking for that shagadelic fuck in the back of an El Camino yeah with the uh, you know the Doobie Brothers on kind of shit, <laughs> roll back water. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So and then for sure, I'm marrying the '90s because yeah. the '90s to me was the antithesis of the '70s and '80s. It we, we still at- had hope though. So yeah, there was like there was I don't know there was for me anyway there was like a, it, and it probably is because I was a child. Like yeah, the, there was this kind of like. It enough. It didn't feel as complicated. Like the '90s didn't feel as complicated as like things then became. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It is true though. Like if you, I mean, it's all about where you were in that time yeah. and like mm-hmm. how you viewed it. Because yeah. I don't look as at the '90s as being like uh, in sync or Backstreet Boys at all. Like uh, to me, that's just so not at all what it was was for me. But I want to marry the '90s just because I do think it was the best of everything I hated about the seventies and eighties in my mind mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. the nineties was about. Things were starting was to so change. Yeah. 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 That was a kind of like, I, I feel out, like it was a hopeful up. decade, at least for I me. I think so too. Yeah. yeah, where yeah it was just that's, like, that's what I'm saying. I yeah, think it was I hopeful. Like, I think people were looking forward to the future and it mm-hmm. felt very, the economy was still pretty good. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, there uh, were opportunities for you. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I'm gonna do the same. And yeah, times. the the 80s, no shade. Uh, my mom, <laughs> you know, she graduated high school in the 80s. Like the 80s were her shit. Yeah. She loved the my 80s. My mom graduated in 80. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, you know, I had a fondness for the 80s. The 80s had a resurgence whenever I was in middle school, where everyone was wearing those plastic bracelets and neon and mm-hmm. all that stuff. What came back in a big way. And so I have a soft spot for the 80s, but the 80s were a goddamn mess. Mm. I don't know how any of us made it out of the 80s. Like, honestly, what what happened to that decade? What a weird time. I I just (laughs) just re-listened to an MFM episode where they were talking about, um, about, like, we used to have, like, paper routes. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you would go as a child early in the morning by yourself. Uh Uh-huh. 
Yeah, got up, made your coffee, <laughs> took your wheelbarrow out, <laughs> and delivered papers, can or you your fucking, wagon. Yeah, can you yeah. fucking imagine that now? Like a, a fucking eight, no. nine-year-old like no. out on their own at like five o'clock in the morning delivering no. papers? Like, that shit well, doesn't happen. But you know what? I Again, I was a kid in the 90s, and my mom let us roam free. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I was like, I walked blocks on my oh, own. Yeah. I went, like, all over. The rules were come back by dark. Yeah. And when yeah. the lights come on, you come in. You be home when the light, when the yeah. street lights street come lights on. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, again, life, I, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, in the 2000s, that die is like, we just lost our innocence at some point. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's been way too many, the 80s, like, abductions there were too many kidnappings. Yep, yeah. That's what happened. The yeah. 80s created, there were so many kidnappings, and so, you know, thankfully, I made it through the 80s with alive. But yeah, I mean, we yeah, the 80s play... were the latchkey kid decade yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. 100%. Oh, you, you can't do that now. Yeah. I'm mean, like, we we literally like raised ourselves lived, lived on our own. Yeah. Like after school. It was straight like boxcar children day as you're like, <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> yeah. And Fucking crazy, man. Read the boxcar children. Oh, be like, hell yeah. Do this. Yeah. I was like, this doesn't seem so hard. Yeah. I'm like, she sewed a, a tablecloth out of a bed sheet. I could do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you guys want to take five and go um, to the store? Before we do that. Sure. We have some shout outs. We do. We have some new patrons. Christy Avila, thank you so much for joining our Patreon family. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. We also have Darren Rower. Thank you so much. We are so excited. Hi, Darren. And then our good friend who has been a listener supporter from the very beginning, Liz Fritch. She has been our patron for quite a while, and she just recently edited her pledge. So that's really exciting for us. We're so happy that you are enjoying the podcast, all three of you. It means the world to us. You know, we... Not to be too sappy on an uh, opening that is already <laughs> pretty sappy, uh, but we started this a while ago, a couple of years ago now almost, mm-hmm. and um, this year we really took it to the next level. We had our first live show. We you know, decided to form an LLC. We really put our heart and soul into this, and um, mm-hmm. it means the world to us that you all seem to like it and appreciate it and you know tune in every week it's so special to us so uh thank you guys for becoming our patrons thank you thank you yay all right let's take five and then we'll be back with stories and we're back okay i'm gonna kick us off with stories this week and um this one is a bit of a mystery Ooh, okay, so okay. this one's a mystery. Get okay. my friggin' Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. Get out your Nancy magnifying Drew. glass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, this reminds me of when somebody was like, um, "Can I be part of the lieutenant looks it up, Captain?" Oh, yes, yeah. and yes. I was like, <laughs> They went on like a deep dive on someone's like personal Facebook page. Yeah, it was great. Like instant instant investigator. Or something. Fantastic! Yes. I love it. Um, okay, so he says. I got a call from a friend of a friend who I had met once before asking if I wanted to go out the next day. Uh, Sorry, or the next night, rather. I said, sure. I went over to her place about 40 minutes away. I realized upon arrival that I didn't actually know her name. Oh. You drove 40 minutes. So I want to know what this conversation was like. How did you not know? He picked up the phone. Oh, they called. They called. Oh, he picked up the phone. The first problem. First and red flag. It, it was like somebody who he'd met through a mutual friend, right? And they weren't like, hey, this is ba ba ba. Or if they did, I guess 
he forgot it. Maybe wasn't paying attention and was just like, I'm I'm assuming they explained like, oh, we met here or through this person. I'm friends with Sandra. I met you at the blah, blah, blah. Right. Oh, And he's like, cool, cool. I remember you. Sure, sure. Let's go on a date. So. Um, he drives 40 minutes to meet her, mm-hmm. realizes he doesn't actually know her name. Mm-hmm. We had dinner, talked, made out a bit, uh, made out a bit. <laughs> hey. Baby angel. <laughs> talked about going out again, made out some more and called it a night around 1 a.m. Oh. I tried several, several ways to get her to reveal her name to no avail. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because you can't ask once you're on the date. No, like, you, you know, made out. You, or, you know, nowadays you can be like, all right, go, I want you to put your number in my cell phone. Uh, like, put your contact. You or know what I mean? or add, add your Instagram or whatever. Yeah, like, that's yeah, what I would one. do probably. Yeah. Um, I dropped her off at her place, drove home, and went to bed. I realized the following morning that she had never spoken my name either, not on the phone or in person. I further realized that I didn't have her phone number and called a mutual friend to ask for her number. Mutual friend had no idea who I was talking about. I gave him the address of the girl. He said he didn't know anyone from that town and the address wasn't familiar. I never heard from her again. Oh my oh God. God. What? That's like one of those what? fucking ghost stories. What? Yeah, you, you went on a date with we, a ghost. We drove all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! You're having that scene from the Joker where you're doing all these things that you think you're with someone else, and it's actually just you by yourself. Yeah. Oh no! That is so funny to me. I'm assuming that this story had to have happened like when people had landlines, right? Like, so it's not like the number is like saved in your cell phone or something, right? right? Like, like Josie. She died 10 years ago. Well, that hasn't that been a Josie here in 20 years. Yeah, she, her soul comes back to earth one day a year. Every, to go out on a date with a with stranger. With a stranger. <laughs> what if that's what your soul was doomed to do? Oh my God. Comes that's back miserable. And go have to on go on home. a date with a, stra- a rando. <laughs> Just a random stranger. Make out. That is a... Make fu- out a little bit. <laughs> that, wow. Is such wow. a good it's a story. Mystery. I am... Wow. (laughs) Okay, this one got emailed into us. The subject is young, naive, and not about that sport. Oh. (laughs) So uh, just going to start this email off by saying I'm about to go on a first date. Uh, Not stated that way, but insinuated. I'm freaking nervous. I've only been on one date before. (laughs) Aw. Uh, a double date with a guy who the story will focus on. But man, I'm flustered and scared. Oh, honey. <laughs> well, good luck. Um, okay, so back to the story referred to in the subject line. Background. I was young, naive, and never had any guy attention or been interested before. It was my very first year of university. There was a guy in some of my classes who kept catching my eye. We'll call him Tom. But I never had any guts to go and say Hi. I can't remember when exactly, but sometime before or just after Christmas break, my friend began dating a guy from Tom's group. There's an in. There we go. Uh So I started seeing him around a bit more and we'd all pregame together before heading out. From the beginning, it was clear that the group, especially Tom, were into drinking a lot and drugs, which was something I maybe thought of as cool, chasing the bad boy vibe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 20, that is, that yeah. Is 20 uh-huh. years old, if ever. I know. Was I was 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> who we all liked at 20 years yep. old. We all liked Tom. Yep. 
We all wanted to save him. <laughs> Fix you. <laughs> a few weeks roll by and my friends are out with me celebrating my 19th birthday. What a mess is all I can say. Oh. <laughs> oh. And how. We ended up meeting up with Tom and company. I was up doing karaoke at the bar, which yes. I had never done before and haven't since before moving to the club um, and smoking many, many cigarettes. Oh, oh. my gosh. Oh, 19 God, year old I feel me. sick. I feel. <laughs> she says, despite not even being a smoker, just Ooh. under the influence yeah, of being around Tom and friends. Turn completely green and throw up. Yeah. Oh. I feel that tomorrow. Yeah. Anyway, somehow I became separated from my friends in the club and ended out up outside with Tom by the bins. How all classic romances start, right? Oh, yeah. Heavily drunk and by the trash. <laughs> I remember that Lifetime movie. Trash. So good. That's the title of the movie, actually. Hev- heavily drunk and by the trash. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm like, I feel like I can vividly remember oh, yeah. making out with somebody by, by trash in like... But sure. nineteen twenty something like that. I I feel Especially like especially extra points if you were in an alley. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It kind of smells like um that little veneer of piss. It's yeah. Yeah. vaguely moldy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> moldy piss. Oh my god! Despite my pretty much blackout state, I did remember when we talked what we talked about. Man, it got deep and serious. Of course, Ooh. you're nineteen. Mm-hmm. All st- everything gets like deep and serious. It's like existential conversations. Oh yeah. We talked about mental health and discussed his and the struggles he had. And looking back, I should have taken this as a warning. I know mental health is a serious thing and we shouldn't judge or discriminate against people. But at the time, I was probably not in the best mindset myself. I was naive, possibly thinking I could fix this Mm, guy. Exactly. Mm. She says, is that because I'm a Pisces? Yes, it is. Keegan? Yeah. Yeah. Keegan says yes. Accurate. Also, I hate to say this, but I guess I was easy to pin down because this was all new to me and I was enjoying the attention. Anyway, is she me? I know because this is basically mm. like this is this, is this UK. was me when I was nineteen. This is UK you because yes. there's like OUs and yes, stuff. Yes. So yeah, and bins. Yes. yes. <laughs> anyway, the end of the night, I walk home alone, barefooted. Thankfully, living in a pretty safe uni town. This was the last night out before a three week Easter break. So me and Tom both headed home, but we were speaking pretty much every day. I know, like many others, it's easy to be more confident from behind a screen. And I was finding it easy to let my true self shine through. And without freak flag fly. I know, exactly. Well, came the day I returned to uni and at midnight received a message saying, come round. So, of course, I toddle over to his flat. (laughs) Toddle over. (laughs) So cute. I know. Where I spent the next two to three hours just kind of perched on his bed whilst we talked. Most of which I've forgotten, bar the diary he opens up and starts showing me his negative thoughts, coping strategies, etc. Honey, you need to pay a professional. It's not me. Yeah. I ain't the one. How many of us, though, have been like therapists oh, for yeah. our boys? Sure yeah. When you're Raise your hand if you have been a victim of being a therapist. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Especially, again, especially <sighs> at 19, there was something weirdly appealing about You're like, he's sensitive. He's sensitive. He's opening up about yeah. his struggles. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's like... Honey, like pay somebody. I'm not a professional. I'm not going to be able to. A 19 year old girl is not going to be able to help you. You need to pay a professional. Yes, absolutely. Don't put that on a 19 year old girl. It's Mm. a lot. So the next few weeks are all kind of jumbled, but it's all more of the same. They're exclusively dating, but not in a relationship. Go out on nights out. Have a fun time. He would drink. 
drink, drink, alcohol was pretty much always involved on his behalf. Mm. Now looking back, I was definitely feeling trapped and a little manipulated. He'd often come to mine at night and say things along the lines, I don't know what I'd do if you were to leave and oh, I'm scared. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I've been in a relationship like that. It is no fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now on to the night of the incident. I was all cozy in my room in my PJs when I hear my name being called outside. I knew it was Tom, so messaged my flatmate saying, do not look outside, don't respond. I didn't do anything, but somehow he got inside the building and stood outside our flat banging on the door. So, of course, my six other flatmates all come out of their rooms and everyone is now involved. I didn't want to go answer it or speak to him knowing he was likely drunk and I was almost scared of him by this point. God. So my flatmates went to try to speak to him. And after about 30 minutes, I caved and he came into my room. No. I wasn't in the mood for talking. But so yeah, we but just what do headed you do? to bed. I mean, like, what do you do in that situation? Because it's just like you can't just leave him out there. Everyone else in the house is disturbed at this point. Like, right. Short of calling someone else to come take care of or it. Or the cops. Yeah. And you just don't like at 19. And like, nine I wouldn't have. Nine, nine, nine. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have. Nine, nine, nine. There you go. Nine fucking Triple nine. nine. Uh, uh, I, yeah, at 19, I definitely wouldn't have called the cops. I wouldn't no. have either. You, know? you don't want to get that involved. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you're... And your roommates are home. So, yeah, uh, exactly. You feel yeah. safe. Explained away. So she didn't feel like staying up and talking, so they headed to bed. Um, I was even more uncomfortable with Tom now. Luckily, he helped me out by doing something that gave me a clear reason for me to tell him to leave. Mm. There I was asleep when he starts to get up. No. Kneel on the bed, facing away from me. Down come his pants, and then I feel it. <gasps> He's only fucking pissing all over my bed and my feet. Oh my no. God. On, feet. on her feet. I just, uh, I, my, I literally, uh, my toes are curled now because, uh, oh my God. I, yeah. I hate it. Oh. But he did. He gave her up by jump and shout, What the heck are you doing? You need to heck. leave right now. Your he tried her wet. Yeah, exactly. I finally oh. stood my ground and stood up for myself without caving in. Sometimes, good job, sometimes, girl. Sometimes, yeah. It takes good that job. push. It takes, yeah. it takes getting, it takes getting your feet pee-pee. pissed on. Yeah. <laughs> We don't always want it to come to that, <laughs> but sometimes that's the strength that you, that need, you need to walk away <laughs> with your peefy. peefy. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, and she does. She has a P.S. P.S. The date, the one she's talking about in the beginning. Oh, well, it went great. <gasps> yeah. Yes, I had much more than my original plan of one drink, but we ended up being at the bar for like five hours. Oh. There was a little kissing in there towards the end, and I think we're going to meet up again. Well, girl, I'm going to need an update on I, that. Yes, yes, and yes. Dude, thank you for sharing. It, it really is like a blast from the past. Like we've we've been 19. We've talked about being in that kind of relationship. Oh, totally. And yeah, I mean, I never had my feet peed on. Mm. I hope I, Tom got the help same. he needs. I know Tom. I shout do. out like because I, you talk to a professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never, never use a nineteen-year-old for it. All right. So this story, <laughs> I almost want Christina to read it because I don't know if you could get through it without laughing. I don't know oh my why God. it's so funny to me, <laughs> but we got this through our um, Instagram. Page. Oh, oh nice. A DM. Yeah, we, I love we, a good DM. Somebody dropped one in our DMs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
This says, hello, ladies. Love, love, love the show and just joined on Patreon. Oh, And figured it was finally time to submit my worst date. Yay. Can't wait. Okay. Okay, ladies. So here's my weirdest slash worst dates with the same person. I know. (laughs) This happened around 2016 when I was temporarily working on the West Side and staying with my cousin in Santa Monica. Oh, hey, local. I know, right? I'm like, let's hang. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I matched with this guy, let's call him Jim on Bumble, who seemed cute enough. We met up for drinks and weed came up in the course of conversation. I do enjoy getting high from time to time, but mm-hmm. my, but my cousin doesn't smoke. So it, it had been a minute since my last sesh. He offered to roll us the joint and go down to the beach to smoke it. I mean, like so far sounds like it's, a, great it's a California I story. I yeah, know. Like, I love it. sounds fun we arrived shortly before sunset which is my ideal smoking time and smoked and talked and after the sun went down he brought out this sort of box drum from his car and sat down to start playing it (laughs) all right all right we've done ukuleles we've done acoustic guitars how do we feel about box drums on drums where are we landing on drums okay all right hey you do you you know what i mean everybody's got their the thing in their heart that makes their heart sing i will say (laughs) there are two things in my life that i do not enjoy i don't enjoy people whistling i don't know why (laughs) it's really annoying to me and i very much do not enjoy drum circles i really don't that's just me Well, she said, <laughs> she's like, which I thought is kind of weird, but his weed was of high quality. So I was really so well, and this and also isn't a drum circle. It's, it's a like, one man with a drum. <laughs> yeah, it's man with drum. Not there's yeah. no circles. The only circle involved is and the I, drum. I have to say you have to be very good at it for me to be impressed. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just like, what are you? I'm just picturing it being like a Matthew McConaughey situation where he was like naked with bongos and I'm like I bet you you're not good at bongos like I bet you're not good at it I bet you don't look like Matthew McConaughey also true (laughs) yeah that's why Matthew McConaughey was naked because he's like no one will care that I suck at the bongos do I care if he sucks at the bongos no absolutely no yeah no well we had some fun playing the drum on the sand and singing <laughs> random songs. Okay, now it gets weird. I could get into it if I was stoned, now I think, gets- actually. I think I could get into it if I was stoned. I'd be like, this is fine. <laughs> I mean, you're on the sunset. She did say it's high quality. Okay, all right. She said all high right. quality sun. I it's mean, pretty. Like, you're on the beach. Yeah. Like, so just go with I'm it. Saying, so go with I'm it. Saying. Yeah. But okay, now it gets weird. When we got back to his car, I had let him drive me from the bar to the beach in uh, San Monica. He said he had some someone he wanted me to meet. No. No. He had his storage trunk in the back. No. And I saw him turn to unlatch it. No. I was suddenly aware of the fact it was very dark and very isolated. He's going to put you in his trunk. He grabbed something large out of the trunk and turned to me. With a female puppet <gasps> attached to his hand. Oh no! 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 What? No! No! Dying. I really, 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 really don't like that. Like a full-on professionally made no. Jim Henson no. looking girl puppet. No. Oh, God. Not only did he start... And I was on a puppeteer team. Oh! 
And I still am like, absolutely fucking not. No, no. Not only did he start talking to me as the puppet. Absolutely. But he was making her say how jealous she was that he was out with another girl. I was so high that I sincerely sincerely questioned if this was my reality. Unfortunately, it was. 20 bucks. He's done sex stuff oh, with that puppet. A million times. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. 20 Put bucks. a black light on that bitch. Oh. <laughs> she glows. It's like Polly Pocket. Just in the mouth what? area, though. Like, just <laughs> in one place. Only when she opens her mouth. Oh, God. <sighs> oh, God. Okay. All right. I'm literally crying. I, right now. That's crazy. There are a few things that would. F- Fill me with fear more than at nighttime with a stranger standing outside his open trunk mm-hmm. with a puppet. So the puppet telling me how jealous. No, no. He's going to put you in that trunk. Oh, my God. He's yeah. going to turn you into a human puppet. Dude, if you're stoned, like how fucking terrified are you? Right this now? is why when people are like, I want to get high and go see cats. I'm like, why? No, I, I don't want to be stoned if I'm seeing weird shit yeah, like at all. It's wild <laughs> enough. Thank no. you. Mm-mm. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. So I just giggled nervously and I think I introduced myself to it. (laughs) He kept it up for a while before showing me his other puppets and introducing me to them. Oh no. After the introductions, I started muttering about having an early morning and got the fuck out of there ASAP. (laughs) I'm, I minimalist texted Jim for a couple of days afterward and the conversation slowly died out. Fast forward a few weeks. I got a text from Jim asking if he would like to go to his friend's band play in a bar in downtown LA. Mm-mm. I had Mm-mm. been in a couple, uh-uh. a bit of a slump, so I figured, why not? No, <laughs> at least ma'am. there'll be plenty of people <laughs> around this time, and also more good weed. Well, I decided to Uber myself to the bar and met up with him and his friends. The band hadn't started yet, so I just was chatting with his friends when I started to notice that he kept trying to redirect redirect my attention and conversation back to him, like interrupting my conversations with random questions and trying to do a magic trick. He is my nightmare. This man, oh, oh my God. 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 Now he's a magician. Oh, I started to get annoyed real quick. But at the time, at that time, the band's starting. So I figured at least we could just listen to the music and he would shut up and stop bothering me. Well, oh, oh my God. I was only half right. He did stop talking. But instead, of he started jumping around doing these ridiculous dance moves right in between me and the stage. So instead of watching the band, <laughs> I had to watch him. I kind of shifted over to get out from behind him and he danced his way back over and tried to grab my waist to dance with him um no i decided to just leave i mouthed to him bathroom and called my uber from there drums puppets magic tricks elaine style dancing absolutely no he is literally like a litany of terrible hobbies oh my god i hate it oh i hate it so much oh my god i'm just not feeling the romantic connection She's like, so I sent him a text and say, I'm sorry. I'm just not feeling the connection. So I decided to leave. He tried to text me for a few days after saying, could we just be friends? And at first I was kind of, I I I don't want to, I've never wanted to be with friends with somebody less Less. than this person. Never. No, there's will be puppet involved. Puppets involved. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no. Drum circles. Mm -mm. (laughs) Look, it's LA. You can find good weed somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Anywhere. Literally anywhere you can find good weed. Yeah, literally. Like it's, (laughs) there's stores for that now. Right. Yeah. Um, 
And at first I was kind, but eventually I started not replying. And thankfully he got the hint before I had to block him. Fast forward three years no. to this past summer. I had just gotten out of a fairly serious relationship and was ready to jump back into the dating pool or more oh. correctly, the bumble hive. Not long after I created my profile, I get a text from Jim <gasps> reading his name pulls forth all the weird memories from oh. our dates. And I had no idea what to think. I opened the message and it's a screenshot of my new profile with a few gasping emojis underneath. He says he's happy to see me back again and asked if I wanted to go see his puppet show he's putting on because he's gotten really good since the last time I saw him. I've never blocked anyone so quickly. Yeah, yeah, literally, like quick draw. That's like some Wild West shit. You're like, nope. P.S. Thanks, ladies, for creating a funny and open space to discuss the quirks and horrors of today's dating world. I've shared your podcast with friends, family, and even my students. I train graduate students, so it's okay. <gasps> oh, it's <laughs> like, I teach third grade. <laughs> Get them young. My last relationship ended in May, and I appreciate all the reminders that I'm not alone in this weird single world. Mm-mm. If you use my story, you can call me Jules. Thanks. Jules, that was wow. amazing. You guys, I'm Puppets. shooketh. Magic. Bad dancing. You know, again, I, I, I do. I do. I think that the pickup artist that screwed up an entire generation of men. And I think that he is a victim of that because they advocated for magic tricks on oh. that show. And I'm like, stop. Stop it right now. You don't need to perform. I hate magic. On dates like i'm not an audience i'm somebody you're trying to get to know like just talk to me and try to get to know me i will talk to you and try to get to know you but like the idea that like you need to throw out like skills i'm like don't it's so weird million dollar idea a dating show but you have to do magic tricks for each other. Oh, no. Okay. We'll call no. it okay. flirty magic. No. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> Someone will give us money for that. I'm I sure. Know. I know. Mm-mm. Okay, guys. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. I've wanted to do this one for a little while, but I wanted to cool it on doing historical crazy and loves for a second. But when I was trying to figure out what to do this week, I was looking at a lot of like, it's like Googling New Year's murders to see if I could find something. And I didn't really, I didn't really find anything that really jumped out at me. And so this one just kept coming back and back to me over and over. So is this, I think I know this one. I don't know why, but I have a feeling. (laughs) I, I know you haven't thought of anything yet. And I'm just like, I have given you no clues. Other than that, it's a, it is a historical one. Yes. I am going to be talking about the OG crazy ex-girlfriend, Carolyn Lamb. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So Carolyn was born in 1785 and she had a, a pretty shitty childhood, despite the fact that she was born super rich as fuck because her... Can I, can I ask a question though? Did anyone in 1785 have a good childhood? Right. I mean, probably not. But if you were going to have a good childhood, it would stand to reason that not being poor would help. Yeah. And, yes. she, and she wasn't poor. She was like super, super rich. Her parents were an earl and a countess. So she was like... You're doing she, all right. She was doing all right, like financially. But her parents had a notoriously wildly unhappy marriage. The two of them were um, both gamblers. 
So mm. they gambled all the time. And her father was pretty abusive to to her mother, like would humiliate her in public and all kinds of things. And had they both had tons of affairs, like oh, just shit tons of affairs. So like neither one of them paid any attention to Caroline. So she started having massive behavioral problems right. pretty young. She would have screaming fits, tantrums. And it got so bad that eventually her mother sent her away to go live with her aunt Georgiana, the Duchess of Devonshire, who, fun fact, that the movie The Duchess with Keira Knightley. Yeah. That's who that's about. So that's her aunt. (gasps) Oh. Okay, so she went and lived with her for a a second. And um, given that that house was also, like, out of control, that's Mm -hmm. a crazy in love as well, that story. Yeah. Um, Because they had a, a really strange marriage as well. That house was also out of control, so no one was paying attention to Caroline again. Just no one knew how to be parents in this in yeah. this decade or uh, this century. century. Yeah. Well, didn't they like, have, yeah, like I think that I was like kind of par for the course though. If you were rich, like you popped out the kids, but then like See, but the help like, yeah, yeah. Raised them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which isn't great for children. It turns no. out. <laughs> Weird. Uh, so she just got more, she grew like more and more out of control to the point where her aunt was like, no, thank you, please. And <laughs> sent her back. <laughs> She's like, I don't really want her here. Um, so, I, and I and I did right. I was like, she was so out of control, but who really knows what that means? And these right. adults were so bad at parenting that they just started medicating Caroline wow. at a young age with laudanum. They were like, wow. oh, let's just shut her up with this highly addictive opioid. <laughs> um, and then they tried isolating her from her family. Turns out that doesn't work either wow. as a way of making someone behave better. Weird. Uh, and when none of that worked, they finally like shipped her off to boarding school. But Eventually, her behavior problems got so bad that a doctor stepped in and told the family that Caroline's disposition was too delicate for a stressful school environment. So they stopped educating her altogether oh, in her early Jesus. teens. They just are like, um, you don't. You it don't sounds like it. a recipe for a really a really great stable person, person. who's yeah. going yeah. to just adjust really well to yeah. adulthood. Uh, is this the Madame Curie story? No. no oh, no. she doesn't <laughs> save people. Got it. No, 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 no. <laughs> So um, at this point, she's only semi-literate and um, she has no oversight. Nobody is parenting her. And so she has no boundaries either. Um, And so she kind of tried to figure out anything that she could cling to that would give her any kind of structure. And so what she started to cling to was religion. So she became highly religious, like super, super zealot. But one upside to her like religious fanaticism is that she taught herself how to read mm. um, both Greek and Latin. She kind of took over her own education oh, uh, wow. and was, you know, pretty good at it. She became like um, a really good writer and she read a lot. She was really pretty, actually. Like oh, even what's that? what's that oil painting look like? Yeah, I actually <laughs> saved it. I saved it so that I could show it to you guys. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. Yeah. Be pretty. Oh, wow. So she's, she's very pretty. Um, and she was pretty charming. I would say, and as we go through this story, not that I want to armchair diagnose her, but I've read a few things um, that have kind of hinted towards this, but I think she probably was manic depressive or like mm-hmm. bipolar or something because she was very charming mm-hmm. and then she would have like, very extreme like depressive episodes. Mm. So that's kind of what it seems like to me. Interesting. So her behavior had kind of chilled out at this point. She was going through a real like chill phase. 
around the age of 20 when she married William Lamb, who seemed to be like a pretty, pretty cool dude. And actually not a bad looking dude either. Like, uh, so he was really, really kind to her. He was very different from her father, like very, very nice and pleasant to be around. But she is so freaked out and so religious that she is completely freaked out by the idea of sex. And she felt so much like guilt Mm -hmm. after they had sex their wedding night Mm -hmm. um, that she felt like it was a sin against God. And she was very like, um, uncomfortable with it but nevertheless like seven months after they get married she ends up giving birth to a daughter who was born stillborn which of course also reinforced this idea that like this is a punishment and you know all of that stuff so do you think she felt that bad because it was premarital it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't oh. premarital. Oh, like, they, it was just it, seven months. Just, it was born early. Okay. I was yeah, tra- yeah, early. I, okay. Yeah, the baby yeah. was born early. Um, so then later on, she has another child who I think his name was Augustus. Yeah. And he was born with developmental difficulties. Mm. And she didn't do what a lot of people do at the time, which would have been very common, especially for very aristocratic families, which would be to send him away. She didn't mm. do that. She wanted to Reason. keep him and educate him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really hard and it kind of kicked off a real depressive episode for her. And she became like super, super depressed. And um, even though William was a very like kind and patient husband, it caused a lot of issues with their marriage. Um, And to the point where she became so unhappy that she started threatening that she was going to have a, an affair. And he was like, LOL. (laughs) He's like, sure, sure. He's like, you you don't even want to have sex with me. Like, you're not going to have an affair with anybody. Right. Um, This then kicked off what can only be described as a manic episode. She became incredibly um, social, like Uh very social, really wanted to get into the mix of things. Enter Lord Byron. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Possibly the worst person somebody like Carolyn Lamb could be with. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So unlike Carolyn, George Byron was not highborn. In fact, he spent his early childhood living above a shop in Scotland with his mom because her shitty husband, Lord Byron's dad, had incurred so many debts that they couldn't afford anything else. And he had to basically abandon the family to run away from debtors. So still, uh, when his uncle, the Baron Byron, died, he had no heirs. And so George inherited his title when he was eight years old and he was determined to be a social climber. He's like... I'm going to get to the top of that aristocracy and I don't really care how it happens. Right. So he studied at Cambridge and then he published this semi-autobiographical uh, poem called Child Harold's Pilgrimage and it launched him into like Beatles-esque yeah, level of superstardom. Like overnight. He actually wrote in his own words, he said, I awoke one morning and found myself famous. People went mm-hmm. in Sane. Like, think I, all I can think of is like, seriously, when you watch those old clips of the Beatles where girls are like screaming and yeah. passing out, yeah. that's how they were about Lord Byron. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was like 19th century version of that. Amazing. So, Lord Byron was the ultimate sensitive, sad boy, bad emo. boy. The original emo. Emo. You read his stuff and you were like, mm, he just it, hits me. I my get heart. Him. You know, that's literally. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's 
he's a, a terrible fuckboy. Yeah, he's awful a person. Boy, I yeah, I would but, been all about. But the it. writings, yeah, they yeah. make you feel like you know this is somebody. He's writing about not finding satisfaction in you know the aristocratic world of money and sex oh, and hedonism. Mm-hmm. It's just not satisfying for him. So Carolyn received or Caroline. Uh, received a copy of Child Herald when she was 26 and she devoured it. She was immediately smitten with Lord Byron, which like, bitch, get in line. Everybody yeah. is. <laughs> you and, and she begged their mutual friend, Samuel Rogers, to introduce them. But at this point, Rogers had been flooded with requests from women who wanted to meet Byron. Mm-hmm. And Byron had already developed a reputation for being a womanizer. So Rogers was trying to dissuade her. And he told her that Byron had a club foot, which was true, and that he wasn't nearly as attractive as she was making him out to be. Mm-hmm. But Carolyn didn't care. She said, if he's ugly as Aesop, I must see him. So she wrote Byron a letter and she addressed it to Child Harold and she left it anonymous. Byron at this point had received so many letters from female admirers that when women requested locks of his hair, he had started sending clippings from his dog instead. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Poor dog is like he's bald. Like, yeah, he's got ba- bald patches all over the place. <laughs> uh, but Carolyn did something that was unique to get Byron's attention because she was actually very smart and two days after sending the first letter that was anonymous she sent a second letter and in it she wrote to Byron in a way that imitated his own writing she wrote 14 lines in the same meter as Child Harold and of course Mm. Byron noticed that Mm -hmm. and that was attracted to him because he's a narcissistic (laughs) asshole so he read that and he was like oh okay It it was flattering to him um, she did sign this letter and because she was married and she didn't want any responses from Byron coming to her home, she requested that Byron leave his response at the library under a false name, but he never responded. So she went to the library. She waited. She went and looked for it. He didn't respond. So she left her own red. Now we're at, we're at peak intrigue. <laughs> um, Carolyn is not used to not getting what she wants. Yeah. She's, you we know, saw her. We saw yeah. her. Oh, gorgeous. she's gorgeous and rich. And like, yep. you know, she's always gotten what she wanted. Mm-hmm. So um, I keep calling her Carolyn, but I think it's it's Caroline. Caroline. Uh, and so you can already kind of see what they're doing. There's this power dynamic at play where each one of them is trying to get the upper hand in yeah. this relationship. So a few days after this, Caroline and Byron would meet in person at a, ba- at a ball. They spot each other from across the room. And... Byron, he was pretty proud of himself for not responding to her letter and making her wait for it. And he was like, okay, I've made her wait for me. I'm going to make an introduction now. And also keep in mind, Byron at this point is not used to being um, slighted at all by anyone Mm -hmm. because everyone wants his attention. He's incredibly charming, incredibly Mm -hmm. charming. He's not even like the most handsome guy in the room. He's just very charismatic. And so he's like, all right, all right. I made her wait for it long enough. She's hot. I'm going to go say hi. (laughs) So he walks over with his club foot. He he drags his foot over there. And um, by that time, Caroline Lamb was gone. Oh, she left the party early (laughs) because she was like, if he, isn't going to reply to me, then I'm going to make him chase me. (laughs) Yeah. So the, both of them are kind of doing this thing where they're like, they thrive. You can see the kind of people that they are, that they like thrive on this like drama 
already like you see it mm-hmm. which i love how nothing has changed nothing has changed nothing. literally Games. like you we can be talking about texting right now yeah. honestly like so someone true. just like left a heart oh, on that's, a message this, and just like this whole story this whole story is that dude it's so much like it's it, this could be a modern day story a hundred percent you know um so she, there we go there's our fucking hey rich people give us money yeah to we'll make, make a modern the, day they, caroline and byron story yeah, yeah. there you go uh, yes, because it does get it gets wild, guys. Um, so the fact that she denied him just made her more appealing to him, of yeah. course, and she knew that it would, and that's precisely mm-hmm. why she did it. So she acted all cool, calm, and collected. But when she got home, she wrote in her diary, and she actually wrote the words that people used to describe Byron. I think there's actually a um, biography about Byron. Uh, from this and this is what what she wrote in her diary she said that he was mad bad and dangerous to know and she also wrote that beautiful pale face will be my fate so wow i love that (laughs) apparently he was a lot of people's fate Mm -hmm. mad bad and dangerous to know um that's what i want to be i want someone to describe me as that (laughs) mad bad and dangerous to know but you can like from that description like of course he had like of course women wanted to be with him Mm -hmm. like that's the james dean vibe you know that like mad bad dangerous boy you know Mm. So sometime later, completely unannounced, Byron shows up at Carolyn's house with their friend, Samuel Rogers, and she had not been expecting guests, which is a big no-no for the early it's 19th century. It's a big century. no-no now. In general. Yeah. But don't you, show up don't in my house. Yeah. Don't just show up. So she had just been out riding. It's not like she was like expecting to meet anyone. So right. she shows up all fucking sweaty and she's like, hi. And then he gives her a gift of one single rose. Ugh. And from that moment on, it was over for Caroline. She was madly in love with Byron, and the two began a whirlwind affair. Nice. He began to visit her frequently, and they had all kinds of highly X-rated rendezvous behind closed doors. He brought her books and gifts. He started calling her Caro, and so she demanded that everyone else around her call her that as well. Um, they wrote to each other multiple times a day, like letters, like you writing a letters, like multiple Dear, letters a day. I, I had that. I had that relationship in my early twenties where it was, it was like, it was multiple emails a day. And it, I mean, it's, you don't have to go to the post office, but it's the same right. thing. Like multiple long Do you know emails how back and forth. Annoyed That's... her messenger must have been. He's like, I got to take my, my horse needs water. Can I have a break? <laughs> I got to go back and forth from your, your house to Byron's house all day. It's literally could be adapted into a I modern have my thing. own life. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, amazing. Um, and he told her all of his secrets. So there was something between them in that, like he'd had lots of lovers, lots of affairs, but he, she clearly kind of spoke something to him that allowed him to actually like open up and share things with her that like he hadn't really shared to other people. He told her about his first love, who was his cousin, um, and how heartbroken he was whenever he overheard his cousin talking about, um, how he, basically she would never love him because he was lame because of his uh, deformity and about his in- insecurities about his disability. Mm-hmm. And he even told her about the affairs that he had had with men when he was in school. And he told her all this, even though homosexuality at the time in England was a capital offense. Like yeah. if, yeah. if 
he was caught, he could have been hanged for it. Um, Caroline's interest in Byron could only be called an obsession. Uh, Once when Caroline saw Byron talking to another woman at a party, she broke the glass she was holding in her hand. She's like, I'm going to fucking I will cut you, bitch. Um, She once sent Byron a lock of her pubic hair that was cut so close to the skin that it was actually clotted with dried blood. She, uh, or he sent her a gold locket inscribed with his family motto, Crede Byron, have faith in Biden. Uh, Biden. Whoa! <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. Take it back. Um, Byron. Wow. Uh, have faith in Byron. No, no, no. No. <laughs> um, but these two, I mean, they were, they were ultimate drama queens. Like, yeah. as you can imagine what their, what their life was like. They loved each other hard, but they fought harder and they played games. Like, they mm-hmm. played games with each other. For instance, once Caroline invited Byron to a waltzing dance, knowing full well that because of his club foot, he couldn't dance. Oh, so that's, that's oof, fucked up. He, that's so mean. That's it's mean. So and because basically he accepted, he showed up, but she knew that if he came, he wasn't going to be <coughs> dancing and he was going to watch her dance with, with other, other men, men all night long and it infuriated him um after that night he forbade caroline from waltzing and she agreed she okay was, she agreed so super healthy relationship i really want greta gerwig to direct this movie. oh my god hell yeah yes Um, their friends saw all the red flags from the beginning and they tried as best they could to keep them apart, but neither one of them heeded the warning signs. So his friends were also like, bro, (laughs) oh, she's coming on real intense. Crazy eyes. Did you see her break that glass, bro? (laughs) (laughs) And let's not forget that Byron got a lot of attention from other women. Like for instance, Caroline's cousin, Annabella Milbank, who Byron had spent all night um, at the waltzing party talking to, uh, she she dubbed it Byromania. That's what she called it. Wow. That there was Byromania in London at this time. That's how popular he wow. was. So, um, so, uh, she, and she was like furious about this. She was furious that he was getting so much attention from other people. Like yeah. it, she did not like it. She was incredibly jealous, but she was also married. And while affairs in the aristocracy were like normal and okay to a certain extent, you were still expected to have a certain amount of discretion. And right. she wasn't good at it at all. She was not good at being discreet. Um, and did 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 you? At one point, Annabella Milbank, her cousin, asked Caroline to pass along a few poems she had written to Byron. So Byron knew at some point for for Caroline, she was born into this kind of like noble upper, upper class. So for her, none of this really mattered. But for Byron, he wanted to continue to climb the social ladder. He was kind of an imposter in this social circle. And he mm-hmm. knew that if he wanted to solidify or cement his position, he was eventually... First of all, he couldn't arouse too much scandal. He can arouse like just the right amount, but not too much. Mm -hmm. And eventually he's going to need to get married to somebody. And so after Caroline passed along some of Annabella's poetry, just kind of flippantly passed it along. um, After she passed that along to to Byron, um, Byron asked if he thought, if he asked Caroline, do you think Annabella would make a suitable wife for me? Yeah. Your cousin. 
Mm. Your cousin. Hey, your cousin. She free, right? So inside, Caroline, I'm sure, is like Silent freaking. Scre- yeah, in, in, internal screaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Internal screaming. Right. But on the outside, she plays it super like cool and chill. And she's just like, I think you'd be really bored by her. I don't think. She, she wouldn't excite you. She's not exciting enough. And he's like, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> it's fine. I'm literally my tenseness. My I shoulders know. were up to my ears. I was like. I just imagine her like a, mm-hmm. she's probably not even your speech. It's fine. Uh, so as the months you went on, she could sense that Byron was getting bored. You know, they couldn't mm-hmm. go on forever. Right. He knew it couldn't go on forever. Like yep. she's married. It can't go on forever. It was fun while it lasted. She's exciting. She's crazy. Uh, and, and those things are fun for a while. But at some point, it, they're not fun anymore. Sometimes I'll tell you if a flame burns that hot that quickly, it burns the fuck out. out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's how that rolls. But he, she could sense this, that he was starting to get bored and it made her desperate and, and so clingy. she and clingy and so she started expressing her love very publicly to the point where byron's friends were like dude well yeah dude she's this not is stay away modern tale mm-hmm. i swear I know, to god right? it literally mm-hmm. it's it's so for adaptation yeah, yeah. Yep. still um even though so byron is this kind of dude right mm-hmm. he doesn't really want caroline Mm-mm. but it makes him crazy that caroline won't explicitly say that she loves him more than her husband. She doesn't like oh. she, he needs he craves that kind of like devotion, even though he doesn't really want to be with her. Right. So he kind of floats the idea of having an elopement with Caroline mm. and Caroline responds super eagerly because, of course, she was trying to play it cool. But the yeah. second he's like, want to get married? She's like, yes. Yes, right away. Um, and so then he ghosts her hard after that after he got what he wanted out of her which was Mm -hmm. her devotion yeah he leaves london no goodbye just gets the fuck out of london wow Wow. yeah caroline lamb ultimate ghosting yes ultimate ghosting she's heartbroken she's confused she sends letter after letter after letter to byron all of which went without a reply oh my god dude ghosting ghosting Mm mm-hmm in wow. 1785 yep. yeah it flames your fucking face mm-hmm. so she started to Names. lose it she started to lose it she became completely frantic completely erratic uh and when at one point she heard that he did return to london she shows up at his house in the middle of the day dressed as a page boy to get oh. into his house okay. and when byron told her to leave she took a letter opener from <gasps> byron's desk and tried to stab herself with oh. it so she's screaming she's crying it forced him, of course, to come over and like, it's like that scene from Fatal Attraction, right? Where like, it forced him to come over and hold her to get her to like, drop drop the knife, basically. But I mean, here's here's the thing. Not, I mean, of course that's extreme, but like, literally, like this affair went on for long enough and he, he proposed marriage yeah. to her. Like, no, so he, I'm just he like, fucked he, with her feelings he's, hard. Yeah, he's culpable. And, yeah. yeah, and like proposed marriage. So I'm just like imagining, I'm like, okay, I'm totally in love with somebody. We have this whirlwind affair that lasts for like a long time. It's like my f- first time that she she's actually been in love. You know right. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. had a sexual relationship with somebody, a deep relationship where they've shared feelings. 
and then fucking ghosts mm-hmm. like i yeah. i literally like right I, yeah my and, brain would fucking explode and this yeah, is someone who the reason why i gave all the backstory about her childhood is because this is somebody who was not quite emotionally or behaviorally stable from the word go right so like already i mean she was not she was not in a position to handle this at all like at all yeah um and at this point everyone around the couple could see that this was going to be a major fucking problem Mm -hmm. so his friends reiterated that byron needed to stay away and caroline's husband god bless him william lamb what what a lamb he um he comforted her and he helped her pick up the pieces he was there for her as like a shoulder to cry on and like helped helped her get by and wow. hi, and his parents her in-laws um thought that it was best that caroline take a break from london society and go off to ireland to recover they're like maybe get and out of here just resty poo just, just for a little rest. bit just, just for a little bit yeah maybe go so, to your hairdresser for a while so mm-hmm. she went out to the country and um <laughs> God, you it, seriously, Byron is a, a fucking asshole. So she goes out to the country and Byron was like, you know what? I'm going to throw her a bone and write her a letter. Okay. So he thrived. Listen, he thrived boy. on her flattery. Like he needed, he didn't mm. want her, but he wanted her to be in love with him. Yeah. Like, you know, he needed that like attention. So, um, oh my God, I just, I want to out somebody so bad right now. Cause mm, I, I fucking know the you. modern day version of this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So in his goodbye letter, he wrote, I was and am yours freely and most entirely to obey your honor, love, and fly with you when, where, and how you yourself might and may determine. So he, that's his goodbye letter, which like, that is so cruel to do to somebody. It is cruel to do that to someone. It's very cruel. To continue, like, to play with their emotions and keep them hanging on because, Mm. because, okay, Caroline wasn't around. He threw her this bone and then he immediately started another affair with an older aristocratic woman um, and a friend of Caroline's, the Countess of Oxford. That's not a friend. Caroline's mental health began to decline even further and she wrote Byron every single day. She stopped eating completely. Um, She started swinging through bouts of being hypermanic and hyper depressed like wow. just back and forth and she ended up actually kind of like withering away to like a, a she was very very thin at this point Aww. so after months of unanswered letters byron finally wrote her back saying the following correct your vanity which is ridiculous wow. exert your absurd caprices upon others and leave me in peace he also said i love another i am no longer your lover and additionally he sealed the letter with his new lover's wax stamp oh damn he said calm down calm down bitch calm down why are you so obsessed with me is basically what he said to her wow. why are you so obsessed with me whoa um this pushed the already obsessed Caroline completely over the edge. When she returned to London, she wrote to Lady Oxford and she threatened to tell the world about their affair. Lady Oxford didn't seem worried, but it pissed, it pissed Byron off. And I think that's probably what she was trying to do. Right. Yeah. So at this point, Caroline was skin and bones. She was so thin and she kept showing up at parties and other places where Byron was and just like basically glaring at him from across the room. Mm, and Byron joked, a good look. No, it's not a good look. And, 
And to make it worse, like this is how much of an asshole Byron is. He joked to his friends that he was being haunted by a skeleton. <gasps> oh, whoa. whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. This guy he, is. He does not care. He doesn't yeah. care about like, obviously, like, even if you, this is obviously extreme behavior, but wouldn't you be worried about this person as a person? Like, you're yeah. like, I'm concerned about you like something's really 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 wrong you know yeah the, um the best revenge is your paper queen mm-hmm. bee queen bee <laughs> yeah dude it's it's always like oh man but it's it's hard not to give in to those feelings of just wanting to fucking destroy a motherfucker oh, that's yes that's fucked with you yes. like that yes mm-hmm. oh guys and it gets so it gets even crazier okay so She wrote to Byron and asked for all her letters and tokens of love to be returned to her. He obliged with what he had left, but some of his, some of her things he'd already given to other lovers. Wow. So he gave back what, what he had left of hers, like all the letters and all of that stuff. And Carolyn went, Caroline went full on fucking crazy and she started a huge bonfire, recruited a group of girls from the local village dressed them all in white and had them dance around the fire while she burned a giant life-size effigy of Byron in the bonfire. I mean, whatever I you mean, gotta do to get over I know, yeah. A, I was a motherfucker, gonna say, I guess. Yeah. But she fire, wasn't. Fire cleanses. She wasn't over it. Oh, um, and she, yeah, she threw all the things in the fire while reciting a poem, which I, I won't read now. But, um, and this is like honestly this it's not getting over it this was the beginning of her being like I will destroy you like oh, she's like I am shit. going to destroy you well she's got the letters where he was saying some of those secrets she well, definitely could she made buttons for her staff to wear she made buttons bitch went out and did arts and crafts mm. <laughs> she made buttons that said no crede Byron which was a play on his family crest that said have no faith in Byron wow. in Latin mm-hmm. and on one afternoon she broke into his house went into his study and in a book that was written by a famously bisexual author she wrote remember me in it because wow. she was like wow. I know your fucking secrets like don't play Like she's like I know your secrets <laughs> When she heard that he was going to give a portrait to his new lover, Lady Oxford, she forged a letter from Byron, went to the place where the portrait was made and gave them a letter saying like, hey, Byron told me to come pick this up and took the portrait. (laughs) And it pissed it pissed him off, not only about the portrait, but that she was able to like you can't steal Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) When Byron asked for the portrait back. Caroline said she'd be happy to in exchange for, in exchange for a lock of his hair. Ugh. He agreed, but sent along a clipping, not of his hair, but of Lady Oxford's hair. Oh. God damn. <laughs> Ow. Damn. They're... They're- it's wild. Like, it's wild. Now. Not I know. Their final in-person confrontation happened at a party. Caroline was dancing and mocked Byron by saying, I assume I'm allowed to waltz now. And Byron responded, well, of course, you do it so well and with everybody. Whoa. Zing. <laughs> Damn. Yikes. No need to bring up Fuck. body counts. <laughs> Caroline broke a glass with her hand and threatened to cut herself with it. And they wrote about it in the papers. Wow. So Byron is fucking up everybody's life. Oh I my mean, God. 
Oh my god! So throughout all this, actually, even through this, her husband is still like, God bless William Lamb, is still like standing by her and like trying to help her through it. So uh, an understanding man's like, I understand you've got this big crush on this. Uh, <laughs> do, you think, do you think Lamb's got his own lamb? I'm. I, he has. I to. Hope I so. hope god. so. God, he needs hope, some happiness. I hope so. I pray that he has. So. Uh, it's around this time Byron is starting to get bored of Lady Oxford now. Like mm-hmm. he's like, meh, yeah. getting kind of bored of this. So it's around this time when his half sister comes into town and the two are inseparable. They are so inseparable that they are getting side eyed hard by all of London society. He spent so much time with his sister that he had no time for Lady Oxford and actually ends up leaving her or she leaves him and then um byron and his sister augusta lee they were together all the time and london society was scandalized when augusta lee got pregnant and had a baby that most people assume to be lord byron's baby um byron at this point realized okay uh, I may have pushed it too far, may have pushed it to the limit. Uh, I should probably settle down and get a wife before I fall out of favor. So he goes and marries Caroline's cousin, Annabella Milbank. <laughs> Damn. Their marriage was a mistake from the beginning, and yeah. she knew it. She And a, a lot of people speculate that the reason why he pursued her, even though he did find her boring and not that interesting, was because he had proposed to mar- marriage. He proposed marriage to her once, and she turned him down, and his mm-hmm. ego could not handle it right. until she said yes. So he proposed again until, until she said yes. Oof. So... But they both knew that it was a mistake. Like she was, I think she said something like the best man had congratulated her on her way um, out, like wishing them a happy marriage. And she was basically like, if it, if it's not, I have no one to blame but myself. Wow. And then after, um, after the ceremony, when they were in the carriage on their way back, Byron had a full on panic attack. And when she tried to comfort him, he like hit her hand away. And he said, it's too late now. What's done can't be undone. <laughs> exactly what you want to hear from your new husband oh goody i'm so glad we're married this will make you feel real gross he spent their wedding night in the master bedroom with his half sister oh and his new wife slept on the couch wow so byron sank into alcoholism paranoia financial problems because he is an artiste and he wanted to be of the aristocratic class so he didn't want to take money for his writing he just wanted to be wealthy you know what i mean yeah so of course that doesn't lend yourself to having a a lot of money right so he had a lot of financial problems and a year after their marriage and a month after their daughter ada was born annabella took ada and went to live with her parents and neither one of them ever saw byron again oh, that seems for the best actually yeah. Yeah. this is all for the best caroline helped her cousin during the separation proceedings and she gave annabella all the dirt that Annabella needed to settle the divorce on her terms and spread countless rumors throughout London about Byron's incestuous relationship with his sister. Nice. But at the same time, she wrote to Byron, comforting him and claiming to be on his side. Not nice. He didn't respond. Oh, <laughs> oh what? That's weird. Um, She was, okay. She was so incensed that he did not respond that in 1816, Guys, 1816. They met in 1812. It's only been four years. Wow. <laughs> um, Caroline wrote a, no- a novel uh, called 
Glenarvan, and it was a fictionalized, very thinly veiled fictionalized account of her affair with Byron. So she was basically like, you're going to ignore me. I'm going to out this to everyone, and I don't care if I go down with you. That's like a tabloid tell-all book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. But because... I mean, it was a scandal and it ruined her reputation. So she completely went down with him. And it was at this point that William Lamb was like, all right, that's it. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, you've taken things too far. Like everyone knew about this, but now you've basically made a complete mockery of our marriage and like everything else. And he dipped. He was like, I got to go. Goodbye. Um, Byron died at 36 and at 36. Wow. And his friends gathered to read his memoirs. Um, No one knows what they found. So no one got to hear his side of what the situation was with Caroline Lamb. Because after... (laughs) So his friends all got together. They all read his memoirs. And then they collectively were like... We should burn these, right? Yeah, we should burn them. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're gonna burn these. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's like the bros coming around, like and like deleting searches. Yes, exactly. They right. were like, mm. nobody needs and, to know about this. And they were said to have said, uh, "Should they be made public, they will damn him to everlasting infamy." Wow. So whatever was in there was real bad. Um, damn. Caroline wandered Europe, picking up a string of short-lived lovers along the way, and she published another book under a pseudonym, but it bombed, didn't do well. Hmm. Um, She was very alone by now. She was completely alienated from everyone. William was gone. She didn't have her children, and um, nobody really wanted to help her. She'd burned all of these bridges, and there was no mental health system at all right. at this time. So she's just deteriorating rapidly. She was getting sicker. She was falling deeper into a depression. She was getting thinner. And eventually William came back to Caroline, not wow. as his wife. He never wanted to be married to her again, but as her friend to have Aww. someone. So she would have somebody. He came and took care of her. <laughs> well, the real hero here is William. William. <laughs> yeah, we, absolutely. We? Yeah. Wow. Um, when she returned to London, Caroline was declared insane and she was medicated with laudanum and um, she never got better and she died at 42 in 1828. Wow. <laughs> That's really I'm, sad. <laughs> I'm interested to know when Claire comes into the story because she's the other one that has a, a I think, daughter with him. Uh, oh, um, yes. Mary Shelley's. That would be after, after, um, after Caroline wrote her book, uh, Lord Byron left London and never came back. He left London because it was such a scandal that he decided to leave. And that's when he went into the castle with Mary Shelley and all of their that, friends and Claire. And, um, that's, that's where Frankenstein was born. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean, she she and she's kind of it's kind of sad because she was actually a, a great writer and very smart, Caroline Lamb. Uh, but she has gone down in history as the ultimate original crazy ex girlfriend because she wow. stalked the fuck out of him. She wow. see that's that's the fucking narrative. It because, is the narrative. Like, what, what about what, him? What's what his? about him exactly? Like, what what's his culpability for being a complete fucking tool and mm-hmm. dick bag and yeah. like stringing someone along like that you have to have responsibility for someone else's feelings which is why like one of my favorite things that dan savage talks about is the campground rule you leave it better than you found it Mm. and that's what you need to go into any fucking relationship Mm. like 
you want to have that kind of take that shit out with you that stewardship yeah of of being a fucking human being to another human being leave them better than you found them. well i mean i think byron was a i mean he's a narcissist like if it didn't satisfy his desires and needs and wants then it didn't matter and this didn't cure him at all that's the thing yes he may have been scandalized and moved from london but the way he treated claire was just as scandalous oh yeah no 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 he's a bad person horrible he's a bad person and he's also he's kind of like the example of how like fame can really fuck with you like no one needs that level of fame where like by romania right no one needs that level of like you can do anything to anyone and no one really cares i mean like you know what i mean led zeppelin used to like chain girls up and like fucking hotels on the sunset strip and leave them for days you know it's It's just like they're terrible people i mean like that's the thing is just like fame does weird shit to you but also i also believe that like it just magnifies who you really are as a human being Mm -hmm. you know you want to do something rock and roll related for the next oh there's tons of them i've got got a couple so many Yeah. yeah um but yeah, yeah, I I heard that originally again on Noble Blood. Uh, that episode's oh. actually very good. Um, nice. That one's really good. And then I also read an article in F Yeah History and <laughs> nice. uh, a Wikipedia. Yeah, so very nice. well done, brilliant. Whew. Well, what are we watching? This well, week. these are the days between Christmas and uh, New Year, so well, it's just a barren wasteland of of. There is a Keegan sized dip in my couch. Yeah, uh, right now. But even <laughs> right. with that, I have all this shit that I want to watch. I do want to watch you. I want to watch you The Mandalorian. Do. And instead, what I'm doing is watching like all of the Star Wars movies and all of the Harry Potter movies. Like that's what we've been yes, doing. Is like <laughs> the best Christmas time thing ever. I know. Like Very that's what good. that's what we've been doing. We've just been rewatching. I'm. I finally got um Anthony to kind of build some momentum on watching the Harry Potter movies with me. So we're, nice. we're, wake, we're working our way through. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I binged the Watchmen. That was, I want to see that now week. that you guys talk about it. I mean, I, I like for the first few minutes, like grabbed me in immediately. It was really powerful, really moving and, and there's nothing deeply like unsettling. on TV right yeah, now and at all. The score too by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross is so effective. It's so affecting um, the whole story and, and how it, it plods through to the, to the ending. It's just, it's very powerful. Definitely recommend it. It's a great like as somebody that's not really into like superheroes or anything mm-hmm. anymore, I just didn't find it to be a superhero story. Sure. No, no, it's definitely not a superhero story. And I would also say that like it doesn't help to know a little bit of like the lore or background on Watchmen. Yeah, but it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. you can watch it without having a, an understanding of that's that. kind of what held me back from it because I just didn't know enough about Watchmen. I'd watched the movie, but I was like, it's been so long ago since that movie came out that I'm like, that movie's I, not very good either. Yeah, it was no. all right, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like, I rewatched oh, I need to watch it that again. I rewatched yeah. it in the middle of watching Watchmen mm-hmm. and the show's much better than the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did go see the new Star Wars movie. And of course, I won't give any spoilers. But what I will say, I feel like it needs to be said, is fandoms need to yeah. stop ruining shit Thank because you. look I get it if you're disappointed with like uh, this or that or like whatever and I understand as someone who fucking hated the last season of Game, Game of, Thrones of Thrones and thought it was same, terrible same. Um, I understand f- having feeling like you have a right to 
to a, a, a product or whatever. I get that. But I really enjoyed this movie. And after rewatching the first three mm-hmm. movies, um, you know, episodes four, five, and six, mm-hmm. just recently, they had their issues too. Yeah. They had plenty People of issues. People hold precious something just because it happened in their childhood. Yeah. It doesn't it's, mean it's precious. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, nostalgia. Yeah. It's nostalgia because it, it doesn't mean that it was perfect. It certainly wasn't. There were plot holes and weird things that happened in the first ones mm. uh, as well. I really enjoyed this. It's what I wanted it to be. For the most part, there were a few things I was like, eh, didn't need that. But like, sure. for mm. the most part, go and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Just kick back and fucking enjoy the ride. But yeah. we talked about this the other day. I liked Solo and I just don't I did have too. that fandom yeah. background yeah. or nostalgia for it that I have nostalgia for, toward it, but I, I don't have like a skin in the game as it were. Like I right. feel like there's people who are just like, feel like it, it like an ownership, like you say, mm-hmm. toward it. Mm-hmm. I, um, well, we've talked about, I have Disney plus now. And so the <laughs> silly things that I have watched, well, one was on HBO. I watched Shazam. Mm-hmm. first and foremost people were kind of like like it's a flop it's terrible it's whatever i fucking loved it it was exactly what i wanted it to be completely just i like watched that movie i left that movie and was like that was fun it was fun okay it's good it's fun it's light it's i i really really enjoyed it i actually <laughs> okay. thought it was just exactly what i needed it to be light and fun I didn't know anything about the character, which helps because I think that's where DC has failed so horribly is that everyone knows their characters so well. Mm -hmm. They've been so famous. The fandom is so strong behind Mm -hmm. it that you're like, okay, how many more fucking movies can we make about Superman? We get it. Superman. Like, there's another Batman movie coming and I'm like, fucking Christ. I know. Right. (laughs) And it just feels like, okay, we get it. But this is where this is where DC needs to go. This is what made Daredevil so great. You could turn Daredevil like you. Nobody knew Daredevil, really. You Mm -hmm. know, like you did, but didn't. Um, Or not Daredevil. I'm sorry. I meant um, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, I don't think the Daredevil movie was very good. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, what? Um, No, but the yes. Thank you. Um, Deadpool movies like that's what, you know, you can do with a bunch of characters that aren't so beloved necessarily. Their stories haven't been told so many times Mm -hmm. that you're like, like, ant-man it can be fun and you can enjoy it because guess what nobody gives a fuck about ant-man yeah that's right you yeah. know what I mean? we like, care because paul rudd is here that's exactly. the only reason why paul we give rudd a fuck nobody gives a, a fuck about treasure. shazam except that you know he's you know it's fun it was just that it was fun it was enjoyable in the way that i enjoyed ant-man it was enjoyable in the way that i enjoyed mm-hmm. uh, you know yeah. deadpool yeah awesome fun so. awesome that's that. And I also cool. watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, oh nice. I, I, that's, I that's on my list, too. Oh, I'm finally, like, caught up on Midwife. Oh. So, yeah. I'm not fully caught up. I still have probably a few episodes till I'm done yeah. with this season, so, current season. Yeah. So I, I'll need to find something else to sink my teeth in. You should I watch think Killing it's Eve if you haven't. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, that's, yeah. you know, yeah, it's so good. And yeah. I think, yeah, you'd like it. I've heard Broadchurch, too. Oh, Broadchurch is amazing. I fucking love Broadchurch. It's so good. You should watch it. Olivia Coleman, David Tennant. So good. Yeah. Well, if you have stuff that we should watch, if you've got stories, oh my gosh, stories. What are we going into January? Anybody got any special requests for January? Mm. Stories we want? Mm, Not that I can think of. Let me think on that. Let me marinate on it. (laughs) I know. Any stories you got, short, long, just as long as they're awful, uh, (laughs) go to our one-stop shop of a website at myworstdatepodcast.com. You can join our Patreon, our Facebook group, do all the damn things with us. And happy fucking new year, guys. Yeah.
Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.